Welcome to To Put It Playfully, the podcast that explores all things kink, sex and lingerie. I'm your host Becky, enthusiast of all things playful and sensual. Each week we bring you a new guest to join a conversation and share their unique perspective. So join us as we delve into the fascinating and thrilling world of play, pleasure and everything in between. Welcome to To Put It Playfully. I'm super excited today to be talking to Carly, the founder of Aurora, which is an erotic literature subscription service with stories written for women by women. So yeah, I'm just going to jump straight into it and ask you like what the inspiration was for creating this. So many things. I think led to the creation of Aurora. A big one was during the campaign and then subsequent win of Donald Trump and feeling really that sex was just sex with men in particular was such a negative and like bad icky thing at that time and and with my friends just feeling kind of like terrible for for wanting to have sex with men and and yeah. being like so angry and um wanting to kind of create a space that was apart from all of that, that was a positive space for sex. Because I think especially for so many women have been victims of sexual assault, sexual harassment, and having to be inundated with that every day in the news, in media, it can be a lot, you know, you're re-traumatized. And mm. so I really wanted this space to feel safe and sexy and just uplifting kind of aspirational. And I'm the first person to say that sex can be bad, you know, yeah. not not like bad assault, bad, but like just uh, not good. Yeah. But wanting to tell positive stories. And I think there, you know, there's a lot of like women's magazines that talk about like tips and like crazy dating stories and we all know dating is really difficult so just finding the positive in all of that and that was one way that Aurora came into being. Yeah so do you have like a background in writing and literature? Yes my background is in writing and I realized kind of when I started Aurora that I had always been writing erotica in my diaries so whenever I had a hookup that was really memorable or whenever I was feeling like really intensely for somebody I would write about it yeah. and it was kind of funny because once I started I would go back and kind of borrow from my diary because all of the stories are confessional all of them are real based on real yeah. stories so yeah that was that's something that I've always done in the past I've written stuff for outlets about sober sex fucking like a feminist which is kind of an exploration of being a more submissive type in bed, but having that kind of clash with how I feel politically and yeah. like outside of the bedroom. So yeah, I've always kind of written about sex, but I didn't feel that there was a place for these types of stories that were like truly erotic and kind of raunchy, you know, lots yeah. of details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess like, I suppose like quite I mean, it wasn't that recent now, but kind of erotic literature was kind of like rocketed in popularity with things like Fifty Shades of Grey, which like, obviously, a lot of people are very critical of that book in particular. So how is this different to something like that? Yeah, that's a good question. And you know, like, I never read Fifty Shades 
sense, but I have like an idea of yeah. how it was written. And I actually read recently a book um, that's super popular, at least in the States called It Ends With Us by right. Colleen Hoover. And it's a I romance mean- novel. And the thing about romance novels which also 50 shades of gray is is they have to have a happy ending and so there's something to me that even though those stories on aurora are meant to be positive there's something so unbelievable about there always being a happy ending and yeah. i think honestly that that can really fuck us up for dating and relationships because if we're expecting everything to work out always finding out that it doesn't is a big surprise. And I think that those books really just set people up in general for unrealistic expectations. And of course, there's like the escapism of it. And I totally I I understand that 100%. But I think that reading real stories allows you to take those instances and those honestly, the moves and stuff and put them into your real life. And so it's much more rewarding, honestly, than Mm. just kind of floating away into the fantasy land, like to really be able to read and learn from these experiences and then try these things out or recreate these situations. I think that that's really powerful. Yeah, I guess like they're almost like these books are more like a Disney-fied version of like smart. Yeah. And you know, what was really interesting to me about the Colleen Hoover book that I read recently is there was like the sexual parts were so vague. There was no Mm. naming of body parts. There was no description of actual sex. And I thought that was so strange. And like Aurora stories are compared to that, like very graphic. So, (laughs) So I was just thinking that anyone that does enjoy those stories should get into more nitty gritty stuff on her book. Yeah. Yeah. It's less of a commitment than reading a novel as well. <laughs> 100%. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Like, is it, are your stories, they, they're written by women for women? Like, do you ever branch out a little bit with that? Are there ever men who submit stories or like read stories? Yeah. So I, the stories are mainly written by cis straight women. Um, but we do have a lot of queer people who also write. So we do have several stories by trans people, stories by gay men, and a lot of lesbian stories. However, we only have one story written by a straight heterosexual man. And yeah, and that is not because there haven't been others submitted, but that Mm -hmm. is because that was the only one that that really understood the assignment. And so I asked for the stories to be about more than just sex. And this story is about a man whose wife just had a baby and they're kind of, you know, struggling to like get used to life with the newborn, but he's so attracted to her postpartum body and just like really wanting to have sex with her. And so it's all about their first time having sex after the baby. And I think that that is so beautiful because we don't really hear stories like that you Um, never do it's it's that's a huge thing and a thing that so many people struggle with and yeah that that's I love that that being written from a man's perspective as well that's just amazing yeah 100% I love it and unfortunately the other stories that we have had submitted by men 
they often like don't read the requirements of stories. And so Mm -hmm. like, I'll be reading a submission and realize halfway through that it's written by a man, but it's written from the perspective of a woman. And I don't think that we need more stuff like that (laughs) in the world. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so I always encourage people like to write their own experiences write what you know like I've had people in our writing workshops say like well how would you suggest like writing a trans character and I'm like I would not suggest that you do that if you're not trans because who are you to share that experience and I think that we all can learn so much when we listen to the people who are having lived experiences Mm -hmm. instead of trying to create our idea of what it's like to be someone else yeah absolutely and I suppose like with sex it's different for everybody anyway like we'll have different you know tastes or things that we like things that we don't like so yeah like to be like oh this person would like that like you can't really project that like expectation on people right it's too much pressure totally and I think it's just so much easier to write what you know and write your own experience yeah But that's really interesting about the men not really understanding the assignment. And I wonder why that is. (laughs) No idea. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think that 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 happens a lot, you know, like reading between the lines is important. And I think, you know, even though the stories are by women, for women, largely, I think that the people that would benefit the most from reading Aurora stories are straight men, because the stories are about what women enjoy, positive Mm. experiences that women have had. So it could be really educational for men to to really get in there and and read. It's so much different than visual pornography where you're, you know, playing out these scenarios that aren't necessarily pleasurable for a woman. And then I think a lot of men do take away like they're going to just reenact that. But with a story, it's really a much more detailed experience and you come away with so much more yeah and I think just I I mean I love to like stereotype but women do generally need more for build-up to sex whereas men they're usually kind of ready to go and obviously that's what you see in porn there's rarely any like proper build up to it there's no seduction it's just very like straight into it and yeah like yeah I totally agree that's it would be interesting to see I think from a man's perspective yeah to see like how women get seduced by just little things it's not something that like it might not even be like barely tangible or like it's like a tiny little action that women find attractive yeah yeah it's not like he's like going all out like being like a lothario or anything like that Right. That's like the Fifty Shades idea versus Aurora. Like, I think a lot of Aurora stories just tell the background of two people's relationship and how that like over time you fall in for this person who's kind of always been in your life. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stories like this or like the repeated meetings where then it's like the wanting and desire is building Mm -hmm. up so much and you finally get there. And I think that that is that slow burn is so amazing for women because you know the story is like a lot of times when I initially started reading through submissions I work from home and like I would just end up masturbating all day because yeah. I would be like <laughs> getting nothing oh <my> done <laughs> yeah 
But like, you can also really just read them and like feel turned on and then just be in that state without having to do anything. And I think like living in a heightened state of horniness is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's like, just like edging. (laughs) just a little bit totally every day (laughs) but yeah and I always think like the build-up to sex and the anticipation of it is like as powerful as having sex if not more because like you don't have the release (laughs) yeah I totally agree I talk about this a lot like that is what we're looking for in our stories Mm -hmm. is that like the wanting to the actual sex writing of it is already when you know when you're there it's like you've reached that peak the climax of the reading yeah so yeah and I totally agree as well like that is the hottest thing about dating or hooking up with people is like before you have sex like yeah wanting to you're like what's it gonna be like and like all these things that you like questions and it's like it's like, like I guess like you're kind of feeling anxious but like it's like making all like your endorphins and stuff go crazy because like you're so excited about it but also scared (laughs) yes I think that's why emotional affairs are such a big thing because like just getting that that feedback from someone feels so amazing never actually like acting out on it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I suppose it's the same with like fantasy like not all fantasies need to be realize like they don't you don't actually need to act them out but just like the thought of it is enough people make that mistake sometimes (laughs) agree yeah it's like this saying don't meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed I think it's the same thing with a lot of sex and a lot of fantasies it's like the idea of it is better than actually doing it yeah Yeah, it's so interesting. But yeah, I think that's why the erotic stories work so well, because it's, yeah, it is almost like a build up. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, if you like, for example, if you watch porn, you're generally not watching it for enjoyment, you're watching it because you're horny and you want to have an orgasm. You're not like, oh, let me learn something from this usually yeah I think with the stories like that's definitely like it's more like a foreplay type scenario (laughs) it's what you make it I guess Mm -hmm. are there any other like erotic literature like services on the market yeah there are and it's actually interesting because right when I started Aurora you know I wasn't really aware of other things but at the same time several other places started doing similar stuff but more places they focused on audio whereas we focus on lit written stuff although we do we do have audio we started doing audio and it's something that I'm playing with a little bit like Mm -hmm. we have several guided pleasure sessions and so those are meant exactly to masturbate like have somebody tell you exactly how to touch yourself and this month for masturbation may we're doing a solo pleasure series where different people are sharing exactly how they touch themselves and and jerk off basically yeah. I like to call it jerk off instructions because that's yeah. the, like porn term. yeah <laughs> but it's like it's so like I don't know it's not very dainty sounding no. <laughs> but I, I think it's funny yeah <laughs> um, me too. I, I like to kind of co-op some of those terms from porn like that's mm-hmm. why Aurora's slogan is read porn because yeah it's like it's really not porn but it 
could be if you twist it and want it to be. And like, I mm-hmm. like the idea of kind of normalizing these things and also like making them things for women to enjoy. So like, I think jerk off instructions is like a really specific genre for men, but I like the idea of women having yeah. men telling them how to jerk off. I like, I don't know, maybe I'm not looking in the right places, but I generally like jerk off instructions. I only really see aimed at men. So I really like the fact that like you could have like an audio version of that for women. Yeah. 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 And it's like so different. Like the jerk off yeah. instructions for men are like very direct against yeah. the point of like just getting off and like yeah. the guides that we make are they're actually so a series we did of edging I wrote them but then I found this guy with this really sexy deep voice to read them oh, wow. and so I think it's like funny that it's like written by a woman but yeah. read to you so it's like I know what you want but he sounds better than I yeah <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, I guess it's like, it's like you're stimulating all of those senses, like as well. So you kind of have to have the right voice, like for that as well. Yeah, that's so interesting. We're kind of talking a lot about using these stories for like solo play and masturbation. Like what about like people using them in couples? Is there any like success stories? People have done that with each other? Well, I do love to tell this story. But so my current partner, when we first started dating was right when I launched Aurora and so he was like being the supportive new boyfriend and he'd read all the stories as they came in and one night we were hooking up and like he started to like do this like move on me and I was like are you doing this week's story (laughs) (laughs) and he was like yes and this was a story it was written it was a lesbian story so it was written by a woman about hooking up with another woman and like obviously women hooking up with women know exactly how to touch each other and I just thought it was hilarious that like he could literally take the moves from this story and so yeah like couples do often sign up together I think there's like you know several ways you can use it as a couple one is like sending each other the stories that you like and being like oh this turned me on like you should read it too Mm -hmm. reading them to each other is also like a really good option and then you know deciding to recreate something or role play and like kind of reenact a situation so you can borrow from other people's lives yeah I think it's really hot and I think it's also Mm. a great alternative because I know that a lot of people like if they're trying to spice up their sex life will watch visual pornography with their partner but I also know that for a lot of women I think that that can be kind of intimidating and I think that reading erotica together is like a much easier like slower entry into that type of stuff definitely yeah and I know like yeah watching porn like it's so the women just like look a certain way and they act a certain way and it it feels like yeah you have to matching up to that you're like watching it and like trying to recreate it it's like it's a huge pressure for women even like yeah like women made porn yeah it's still a massive challenge to look the right way I think Mm, Yeah. And I think there is a lot of progress happening in that arena with more and more women pornographers and just ethical pornography being made. But yeah, like if you do have any body 
the image hangups that that can really be exacerbated by seeing something on screen. And just, I think being too aware of how you look and not aware enough of how you feel during sex is, is just really the wrong way to do things. Like it should be more about the feeling and less about, you know, how you appear. Cause like we make really weird faces and like the way to move your body in order to feel good sometimes Mm -hmm. is not sexy <laughs> no yeah it's, it's sexy, like if, any, right? if anyone's ever filmed themselves having sex and thought oh my god like I'm never <laughs> watching that back <laughs> yeah like, you know but we're not performing like, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it, yeah it sounds like it's definitely a good thing for couples to try yeah because I feel like a lot a lot of advice is like watch porn together but yeah it's not for everybody so how do you select the stories that end up being used oh I think you know like a lot of what we talked about is the slow burn and the build-up and the character development really so once we do get to the sexy part of a story if I don't feel that I am invested in the people having sex like if I don't care about them or like want to be a part of that then that's a no for me so it's really important that the writers really share who these people are and their motivations and like give us enough background to feel that we're really a part of their relationship and wanting to be there for this really intimate moment you know so yeah the stories that I love are about more than just sex and often not that they have a lesson but there's some sort of obstacle that the writer or the couple is getting through. So we do have a lot of stories that detail affairs or like the beginning of affairs and that kind of question that the the writer is working out. And so I think that's really beautiful too, because I think we've all been in situations where we're wondering if we should do something or not and and wondering how damaging it can be and so kind of getting to go along with the writer as they figure that out and then share how it went yeah (laughs) I love those stories like the stories that are still fantasy in a sense for me because I might not do that being a voyeur is really fun so when people really let you in on that stuff I love it and it's funny too because like I am friends with some of the writers now like after being you know working together and stuff and like it's so funny how well I know their partners like I know these things about (laughs) people (laughs) so it's like it's funny sometimes to meet the person I'm like oh Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the deepest, <laughs> deepest fantasies and stuff. Do you? Yeah. Think, um, what's the kind of the split off? You know, from people, someone just like outright fantasy, it's never happened, and like telling it a story that's actually happened. Well, I can get a sense usually for the stories that aren't real. I do encourage embellishment, of course. Yeah. Like when we are remembering something, we also just add little things to it that yeah. didn't really happen. But um, most of the stories that I get are truly at least based in reality. I think some of them are like yeah questionable like this sounds crazy but also Mm -hmm. like who knows yeah (laughs) you know like (laughs) I got one of my early submissions was from a woman and she was like I'm a grandmother I'm in my 70s and the story was about how she like met this guy on a dating app and flashed her pussy (laughs) 
Oh my god. <laughs> I was I was like, hold on. <laughs> it turned out like I ended up getting to know the writer and she was not telling a fantasy story. Like this really happened. She had a really kind of crazy life and she had wow. had a lot of amazing sex and <laughs> she was beginning to write about it now. So it's like it's also a reminder not to assume anything, assume mm-hmm. that something isn't real. And I do love as well, like the stories from older women that remind us that your sexuality does not just go away as you get older, yeah. like older women are horny too. And, you know, they still use the apps. So yeah, <laughs> we have a lot to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got many, many years <laughs> of sex. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Like I, that's, something I actually hadn't even really thought about was yeah showing different ages and I guess like that's the other thing about it with it being literature there is no like whereas in porn you're like oh they're barely 18 or like or like you just it's either 18 or MILF but there's no in between Mm -hmm. so yeah like you can almost project your own age on it if you like (laughs) totally that's that's very real and I think that like different body types and different races and just like all of the these things it's so much easier to represent subtly but also to project and so it's like you don't necessarily have to find something that fits for you you can put your experience onto the story and I love that yeah that's so so cool so how do you source these like writers and the submissions well it's just an open submission we have a forum on the the site and I put calls for submissions on our Instagram we have like a pretty great Instagram community where Mm -hmm. people are really involved and like to give feedback like we do a lot of polls and stuff on Instagram and um yeah we get stories like that and then occasionally I'll commission a writer when I have found somebody that I think has a really unique perspective then I'm like oh I want a story from this person for example we have a story from a writer her Instagram is safe slut and her Instagram and like her whole activist work right now is about hooking up and being sexually active while being HSV2 positive so she has Mm -hmm. herpes genital herpes but is trying to you know normalize that and show that you can still hook up date and have fun and I think that that's a really important story to tell because I think that people do get super isolated when they get an STI and Mm -hmm. I want to I want to be able to share stories that could help people if they're going through something in order to see themselves in someone's story. So I think that that's really important. And and that's another thing that you can't really get in porn. But so it's, you know, hopefully normalizing it for people that have that, but also normalizing it for people that may encounter somebody Mm -hmm. that has it and being like, oh, okay, like, this is how it works. And this is how a person feels, you know, the story that she wrote is about having to disclose to a hookup and like kind of bracing herself for the the person to be like I'm not interested because Mm -hmm. that's something that happens a lot and the emotion that's in that and I think that that's a really you know important part of sex education and yeah 
you know, sex education is like, we think about it as something that happens in school and like, that's it. But like, I'm constantly learning about sex mm-hmm. and I think yeah. we should all be sexual students forever. Yeah. <laughs> so any kind of sexual education that I can get, I will take it because there's so much to learn. There's so much stuff. Yeah, there really is. And yeah, that's such a huge thing. Like, I mean, it's not uncommon to have STI or anything like that, especially with herpes. Like, and yeah, that is just not, you never ever see, like hear people talking about what that's like to live with and but not just what it's like to live with but actually having like a thriving sex life and yeah that's I love that as well like it just sounds like you can cover all of your bases like with diversity and stuff which is just amazing it's such a beautiful thing yeah I really try and like I do encourage you know if anyone's listening and has a story yeah. to submit because the submissions are always open we don't have like really themes that we do or anything so yeah send a story yeah I'm sure that we have followers who would love to (laughs) yeah like our you know our audience is very sex positive and yeah we have like women from all walks of life yeah so I'm sure that they you'll get some submissions after this (laughs) I I hope you do (laughs) yeah yeah, I can't wait yeah it's been such a pleasure to talk to you and yeah I just think everyone should start reading erotica (laughs) and like just let us know how it goes (laughs) yeah uh, try it out can't hurt try it out and like if anything it's just good to read (laughs) absolutely reading is so fun I've been like getting into reading books too like and I hadn't for many years and now I'm like a voracious reader like I'm like on goodreads like I got this many books this year so (laughs) It's um, it's like very fulfilling. Yeah, it it's you such feel an like accomplishment. Like mm-hmm. reading a new book every week or whatever, or like just whenever. Like I do love reading. I don't make enough time for it, but it's absolutely something I should do this year. Yeah, <laughs> if it's erotica, I think it'll be much easier to get into. As well. Yeah, <laughs> that counts one hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much again. Yeah, it was so nice to speak with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to To Put It Playfully. If you want to follow us on social media, find us at Playful Promises, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button to learn about our new podcast episodes see you then